Good evening, I'm Denny Griffin, and this is Writer's Tricks of the Trade, a show dedicated to sharing writing trips and techniques. Tonight, Eric James Miller and I will be interviewing our co-host, Morgan St. James. Morgan just finished a successful promotion for A Corpse in the Soup, a Silver Sisters mystery, and we will talk with her about what she learned about successful Kindle promotions this time around. For those who aren't familiar with Morgan's background, she currently has 14 books in publication, three of which are Silver Sisters Mysteries, and three new books in the works. She transitioned from interior design and design marketing to writing back in the late 90s and loves to share what she has learned on the journey. Morgan not only writes books, but gives workshop at writers' conferences and writers' groups, publishes the bi-monthly Writers' Tricks of the Trade online magazine, co-hosts this show, and is an active board member of Writers of Southern Nevada and a member of various writers' groups. So let's get into the discussion. Morgan, you just did a five-day free promotion of the Kindle edition of A Corpse in the Soup. You have done free promotions before on this and other books. How many copies were downloaded, and what do you consider to be a primary objective when doing a promotion like this? Well, Denny, things are changing so constantly, it's hard to know what to anticipate. You know, first of all, I want to mention that to do a promotion like this, you have to enroll your book in Kindle Select, which means you make it exclusive to Amazon for 90 days. So it's a consideration. I guess a better word is, what did I hope for? Well, I hoped for about 2,500 downloads and actually finished with 3,784 in the United States and 193 in other countries. However, what worked three months ago might not work now, so you have to be prepared to change your tactics and expectations, which I did this time. I've definitely learned that when you do a promotion like this, the main objective has to be to make it into the top free ten. The things you have to do to get there are another story, which we'll get into. But if you're successful in entering that chosen few, downloads immediately spike because of the visibility. Okay, well, with millions of books being offered all the time, that can't be very easy. Let's talk about what you had to do to achieve that and break it down into some categories. Did you advertise to draw readers to the book? Uh, Yeah, in a limited way. In the past, I hadn't tried a Facebook ad, but this time I went for promoting the Silver Sisters blog with a maximum budget of $5 a day for seven days. And I discovered that you just pay for the actual views and you can choose your market, which is really valuable, so I figured it was worth a try. Well, we used up our $35 budget, but here's the interesting thing. The number of impressions hardly equates that well with engagements and visits to the site. The total post reach was 11,066, and that sounds pretty impressive, right? But out of that, there were only 164 engagements where people actually paid attention, just slightly over 1%. But it does get better. Out of those engagements, the 164, 144 people clicked through to the website, which is a better rate of return by far, over 80%. So here's what I learned is that I might have been better off to promote the Facebook page rather than the Silver Sisters website because I could keep that more dynamic. And unfortunately, there must have been something in the ad that didn't capture as many of the target market as I hoped for. I suspect there were other factors at work in order to get that nearly 4,000 downloads. So would you try that again? Because apparently the people who did engage were interested because your return shot way up, right? And, ah, sorry about that. And, uh, um, so your, your return shot way up and probably resulted in a good percentage of downloads. So I guess the question is, why didn't it grab all the others? Yeah, you know, that's my, my question, too. That's right on. Um, I need to figure out what I need to do to capture more hits if I do this again. I'll be watching promotions for other books and see what grabs me, and maybe I'll try it next year with one more promotion. 
if that doesn't result in a better return, I don't know, I might not do a Facebook ad again. But on the other hand, look at it this way. Over 11,000 people did see my ad, and maybe it'll stick in their memory or not. <laughs> so I, I gather that wasn't all you did to make it into the top 100. Let's talk about listing the free giveaway on blogs and other Internet resources that promote free Kindle books. How much of that did you do? Oh, I did a lot. For about two weeks before the beginning of the promotion, I went into my list of sites that list and promote free books. Most of them offer a free listing, and some offer paid ones at reasonable rates. I listed with about 40 sites. And you can find good links for these sites at authormarketingclub.com and also by doing a search of places to list free Kindle books. And you'll find several others. Another one is galleycat.com. <laughs> you know, there's an old joke that says, my tongue got twisted around my eye teeth and I couldn't see what I was saying. <laughs> How corny can you get? <laughs> but <laughs> gallycat.com also has a good list. But just like so many things on the web, you know, so even though they're on the list, some of them are no longer active. So you have to keep your own list complete with the URLs as you go along. And if a site isn't active, just take it off your list. Uh, one of the tips I'll give is that to make this process easier, I suggest putting your ASIN number, a brief description, and any other information that most of the sites ask for, um, put them on a Word document. So as you fill these in, you can just cut and paste the answers in instead of having to constantly go back to the sources. Uh, many of these sites will offer a service for around $35 to list oh, maybe as many as 50 sites. You know, put your listing on it. But I did try that in the past, and I discovered you have no control in doing that. And truthfully, you really don't know if everything was listed properly or even listed. So I broke it down. I listed on about 10 sites a day, so it wasn't exhausting. And before we get off this, I must add, don't expect this to be easy or not take much time, because that's just the beginning. There's a lot more you have to do. Right. And just to be clear, are we talking about our goal is to break into the Amazon top free 10, like you said in the beginning, or is it the, the top, top free 100? 100. 100. Okay, top yeah. free 100. Did I say 10? Okay. Yeah, you did, and I just wanted to be clear about that. Oh, no, it's the top free 100. Once you get into that, your visibility to people looking for free Kindle books is so much better. And you okay, just good. immediately see the spike in the downloads. Yeah, that, that's. I thought that was what the, the threshold was. But I'm guessing that you had to promote on social media besides just all of those listings. So the question is, did, did you pay for any other ones besides Facebook? Well, the thing is, you know, with these sites that have the free Kindle book listings, um, None of them guarantee that they'll use your listing without it being a paid one because obviously, you know, they go through a lot of work and they have to be paid right. for what they do. So right. what I did was I selected just a few and I left the rest on the free listings. I paid $5 a piece, which is very reasonable, to ensure listings on the Kindle Book Review, the Book Circle, and eBook stage. Then I also paid $10 for a guaranteed listing on Jungle Deals and Steals. So altogether, Phyllis and I have about $60 invested, including the Facebook ad. Now, it did work out, I think mainly because we got into that top 100. Uh, so far, as of today, we have a royalties return of about $50 for paid copies, in addition to the downloaded free copies of A Corpse in the Soup, plus some sales of the other two books in the series. But more important, our book is in the hands of just under 4,000 people. And if even 10% actually read it, that's 400 people reading that book. And if you're in the Amazon Select program, which you have to be in order to do these promotions, um, they do now pay about half a cent per what they call a normalized page read. And actually, the normalized pages are shorter pages than a print book. 
so we have that income added to the return at this point. Now, as of today, just under 3,200 pages have been read in the United States and 872 in Canada. And, you know, think about this. The promotion just ended less than three full days ago. And so with nearly 4,000 copies out there, that adds the potential for a lot more money for normalized page reads as time goes on, almost like a little annuity because you never know when people are going to read the books that they download. Plus, we have the option for additional sales and forming Silver Sisters fans who will buy the other two books and any books in the future. So at this point, we have broken even, and we have a potential to earn a lot more money. How long were you in the top 100, or are you still there? Uh, For two days. Oh, okay. Two days. It took time to get there. It took a lot of work to get there. Right. And, in fact, in a a few minutes, I'm going to give you what the time frames were as the um, downloads uh, built. Uh, Morgan, uh, you mentioned a few seconds ago that having to do even more. uh, Now, what exactly do you mean by that? What did you have to do in addition to what you've already explained? And what type of time frame are we looking at? Well, the first couple of days, the first two days, I really didn't take the time to keep posting more and more on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. I was sort of trusting, you know, that all of these listings that I had sent out to the sites that list free books would drive the market. But, okay, I relied on those listings and ads. And you know what? The download number was disappointing to me if I was shooting for 2,500 copies. So at the end of the second day, I saw that only 592 copies had been downloaded. And with at that rate, there was just absolutely no way we were going to make it into the top 100. So I started developing posts that I scheduled for every two hours on both Facebook and Twitter with some on LinkedIn. And, of course, I used the ability to schedule the uh, posts so that I didn't have to keep going on every two hours to make these posts. And then each time, I either added a line or two from the book or part of a review along with three alternating three different graphics because I didn't want it to look like I was putting the same post over and over and over again. So I sometimes posted the cover of the book, and then I have a couple of um, graphics that are fun graphics, and I use those as well intermingled with the cover. And as the book began to climb in the ranks, I kept posting the current rankings as well and thanking everybody who downloaded it. When I say everybody, not personally, but you know, I would say thank you to everyone who's downloaded it and is propelling it towards the top 100. And, of course, the closer I got, the more I would post and say, we're almost there, we're almost there, help me get to the top 100. <laughs> so I, um, I was chained to the computer on Friday and Saturday, let me tell you. But it did pay off because the downloads zoomed to 2,429 by the end of Saturday from 592, just overnight and then the one day. And the book held at number 68 in the top 100. Friday and Saturday were big days. I let it taper off on Sunday, didn't do as many posts. And by the end of the day, it had dropped to number 108. So actually, I was in the top 100 for two days and almost in the top 100 for the last day. And um, like I said, the the downloads were just shy of 4,000 copies. Mm. Well, that, that's great, and that, that really is interesting. So what else would you say you took away from this experience, Morgan? Well, a few things, Eric. Um, beginning at midnight on Friday, the download really picked up. So I've decided that I don't think I'd start a promotion on a Wednesday again. If I did five days, it would either run from Thursday or Friday, because I think Wednesday didn't benefit me that much. But I think, actually, three or four days might produce almost similar results. And I'll try the Facebook ad again because it wasn't that much money. Um, If I'm listing, if I'm paying for listings, I am not going to list all of them on the first day of promotion, which is something that you tend to do. 
In fact, I'm working on one right now for my mother's memoir, Can We Come In and Laugh Too? And I'm staggering the days that I list them. And so um, I'm doing a five-day promo, uh, five promotion and uh, starting it on a Thursday. And uh, it, coincidentally, her birthday was November 18th. Um, she died in 2006 at almost 97 years old. But in honor of her birthday, I'm doing this promotion, and it starts on November 19th. Perfect. So, yeah, and, and some of them I have it listed on these free sites for the 19th, some on the 20th, some on the 21st, and that way maybe I'll get a wider visibility and, you know, let's just hope that they're going to be picked up without paying for the listings because I'm going to try this time not to pay for the listings and see if there's a big difference. And by the way, I did a promotion on her book a couple of years ago, and this is when I say what worked before might not work now. Several years ago, over 6,000 copies were downloaded of this memoir of a woman who was just an ordinary woman with some extraordinary abilities. But, um, yeah, things just keep changing. You know, it gets more and more competitive. And the most important thing is don't ever think you'll be successful without putting in the time. You're competing against millions of listings and social media postings. So you have to make yourself as visible as possible. Use hashtags. This is the first time I've used hashtags on Facebook posts. I always use them on Twitter, but I'd never used them on Facebook before. And share your things on other Facebook pages with large followings of authors or readers. So you can click the share button. You know, once you post it on your own site, you click the share button and then um, add something different if you want to. But what I did is I went into all the high-volume Facebook pages. Like some of the pages have 24,000 followers, 15,000 followers. You know, if I just pick up a few of those with my ongoing posts, then it expands the visibility. So this is what I say, you know, don't ever think that you're not going to really work your tail off to get these listings, because you will. Right. Um, what I would say is promote, promote, and when you're done with that, promote again. And um, I will be doing a promotion of the second book, Terror in a Teapot, in January, but by then I'll have learned some more stuff, and I might try some other ways of getting these downloads. Uh, Morgan, this is this is great information, and of course we have in previous shows and in future future shows, we'll be always talking about promotion, and you hit on it again, obviously tonight. Um, you know the the promotion through the Kindle, and promote, 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 and when you're done with that, promote some more. Uh, now, what I'd like to do is encourage any listeners who have a question or comment about what we've been discussing, uh, about the promotion aspect. Um, if they'd like to call in, the number is 646-478-0982. That's 646-478-0982. And I'd like to open up two additional uh, topics, if I may. One, Morgan, I think is staying on the promotion aspect, is... Um, did you ever hear of something called a virtual book tour, you or Eric? Oh, actually, I've done them. I've done virtual book tours. And, you know, usually if I was going to do a promotion, I would have scheduled a, a virtual book tour. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But um, it just so happened this time, oh, I don't know how it happened, but I wound up with way too much on my plate, and somehow <laughs> the 24 hours went by every day, and I didn't have my extra three minutes, and so yeah. I didn't schedule a virtual book tour. But one of the things you can do is offer to do guest blogging on a lot of blogs that reach your market and try to stagger them, you know, so that you have one a week or one every couple of weeks 
Um, and there you go. You know, that's the promotion again. Then you start promoting the fact that you're guest blogging for somebody. And most bloggers, and, and you probably have friends who are authors who have websites and would be happy to see if they could fit you in as a blogger. But what you should do before you even approach them is come up with a menu of topics that you would offer to blog about. And then there are some other websites that might be happy to interview you. So you do a balance between that, and you get the spread as much as you possibly can. And, you know, I I was in the marketing business for five years, um, and you want that second-party recommendation. And when you do a virtual book tour, that is somebody else saying to their followers, hey, this person is really good. I've invited them over to be a guest blogger or to interview them. And then you reach their market, plus they have now recommended you. Right. Yeah, that's that's right. I, I did one, a small one with um, Writers Exchange when For Rent Dangerous Paradise first came out. And uh, I didn't do the guest blogging so much, but I did get in with some virtual um, writers groups that had me on as sort of a guest, you know, a a guest for their, almost like this, with our radio show, and uh, that worked out pretty good. It did exactly what you're talking about, Morgan. It gets you in front of your target audience, and then you get that recommendation, or at least... um, recommendation by association by being on someone else's show and them sort of promoting you for you. So that is definitely, it sounds like that would be a good way to sort of weave in during that five to seven day uh, Kindle run that you're going for. Now one question I had about what you did, did you include, because I'm starting to toy around with hashtags too, and that, that really seems to be, at least temporarily, the way of the future. <laughs> um, <laughs> until it changes next week, right? <laughs> until it changes tomorrow, exactly. Um, <laughs> did you use the hashtags in some of your other promotion materials? You mentioned that you did use them in Facebook, but did you use them on some of those other sites like Goodreads and, and stuff like that? You know, I didn't, and and that's something that I might try with the next promotion that yeah, I do. Yeah, I think that, that, that uh, that's that's where things are going, oddly enough. Now, what, what kind of yeah, response do you yeah, think you Yeah, I had from three standard ones that I used, you know, based on what the book was. And I used mystery, mystery series, and funny mysteries. Hmm. And, you know, oh. one of the things in, in one of the articles that I've read about hashtags, they say don't necessarily use your, own, your name because that right. isn't going to be the thing that will draw no. unless you're exactly. a household name. You know, the using what the genre is, using things that would reach out to the group of people that you're trying to reach are the things right. that can be effective as hashtags. Yeah. What now what kind of um what kind of input do you think you got from LinkedIn? Because I variously hear from different authors that say, Well, you know, LinkedIn is like the new Facebook. <laughs> Uh, I don't get as much reaction from LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean, you know, you get a lot of people endorsing you if your credentials are good. And, um, you know, I go on LinkedIn, but I don't think it has the dynamic that Facebook does. No, it doesn't have the followers. And, oh, by the way, I did also post things on Pinterest. Oh, right. And I... I'm considering setting up one more board on Pinterest that says free books because that that's a big one. So mm-hmm. if you have like a free books board on Pinterest, then you can just post it for the period of time that you're going to give it away. Right. And, you know, no. one of the things I, I'm sure everybody is a skeptical about is – if you're giving it away free and a whole bunch of copies are downloaded, you know, how are you really going to benefit from that? Well, I was very skeptical about the new um, 
newspaper page that right. Amazon came out with. And if you don't have a lot of books downloaded, then you're not going to have a lot of books that you get paid by the page. And so it's not going to be as profitable as it used to be with their old way of doing it. But when you look at what happened with this promotion, with nearly 4,000 copies, and the paperback book is 300 and some odd pages, and with them paying between 50 and 58 cents per red page, you know, you have the potential to make some money on the books that you've given away free. Right, right. And what, since your promotion ended on Sunday, have you noticed, I mean, I, I, it's probably a bit of a cliff drop-off, but but has is it still sort oh, of yeah, averaging it's, it's, higher than, well, than it was? Well, it's a big cliff drop-off, and you know that's going to happen. Right. But um, we've had totally since Wednesday evening, or let's say Thursday morning, no, uh, Monday, Monday morning, yeah, we've had 25 books that were paid for and four books in Canada that were paid for. And so that's, you know, like almost 30 books sold in a couple of so days. So that's a residual, and and is that higher than your average would be like during? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. let's face it, you know, with all the books on Kindle and then expand that to all the free books on Kindle, Right. Without promotion, unless you've got a tremendous vibe going, the odds of constantly selling books and books and books no. just isn't going to be there. Right. So you're still average. So you're above your average. So you're getting a residual benefit from that. That. Yes, I did get a residual benefit, but as I can see, you know, more so than the sales of the books, uh, the thing that could pay off in the future is the price that I get per red page. Right. And that, you know, I don't know if you're like I am. I download a lot of Kindle books, and I always look for the free promotions, and um, but not necessarily on the top 100. I, I usually look right. by genre. Yeah, and um, sometimes I'll have a book on my uh, reader for – a few weeks or even a month until I get to it. So this money from the um, red pages can almost act like an annuity, you know, as right. people get to reading the book. Of course, not everybody reads every book they download either. So right. that's something that you have to consider. But I think and that I would call this a successful promotion. Yeah, I think absolutely. Absolutely. Let, let me throw this out to both of you for uh, for comment. Uh, a lot of authors uh, have limited time and financial uh, ability for promotion. Uh, if if you if an author wanted to, to do the promotions we've been talking about, say say the the Kindle or the virtual book tour. Uh, can you do them together? In other words, would it be so time-consuming that you might end up getting screwed up? <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're if you're doing a whole bunch of blogs, guest blogging, plus all the all Morgan, which you said you had to do with the free Kindle and and the different sites and posting and every couple of hours doing this and that, uh, would it be too much to try to do them together, or is is doing them together the way to go? Would, would that be a a logical thing to do, or would you recommend one at a time, or what? What's no, your I thoughts, think they can, both you I and think Eric? I think they can go side by side, Denny. Um, yeah, and okay. I think what what I'd done in the past when I did a virtual book tour is that I started the virtual book tour a good few months before the free giveaway to start building interest in it, and not necessarily building interest in the free giveaway but building interest in the book that I knew I was going to give away. And then, you know, if the people remember it when they see this, it's like, oh, wait a minute, that's the book I wanted to read, and now it's free, so I'll download it. Now, I think on the virtual book tour, you're not going to get anywhere near the same kind of return um, because 
it depends on how many people visit those websites and how many right. people are then motivated. And as you saw from the Facebook posts, I mean, I had only like a 1% return of everybody who actually had that ad flashed in front of them. But then the ones who were really interested, the downloads were very good because, you know, it was like 80%. But it was still only a very small percentage of what the overall downloads were. Now, as far as all the um, postings on Facebook and stuff like that, uh, the best thing to do is to schedule them ahead. You, you have an option um, on many of your Facebook pages where you can schedule it ahead. And so what I did is took like, say, two hours one day, and I put together a whole bunch of posts. And then the only ones that I came back in with afterwards were like the rankings and things like that that were up-to-the-minute information. Same thing with Twitter. You know, you can use TweetDeck or Future Tweets or some of those websites where you can go through and take an hour and make up a whole bunch of tweets and figure out what times and days you want them to run. So, you know, that gets supplemented with you just occasionally going back in and um, adding in update information. But right. as I said, I mean, when I really got my big returns were the Friday and Saturday, and those were the days that I sat at that computer for hours. And right. so I, I would say it's probably, unless you've got some wonderful genie who's going to sit down and, you know, shoot all these things out, or you can afford to buy to hire somebody to do this stuff for you, uh, if you're going to do a free promotion, you should plan on spending a good couple of days pretty much chained to your computer to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And, you know, you might feel oh, people are getting sick and tired of seeing my posts and so on and so forth. But remember this, every time you post, you might have different people seeing it. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I can speak to that directly because, I mean, you know, Morgan and I, we, we are both on the um, board for Writers of Southern Nevada and we've also been friends for, for a number of years. So, you know, she has all of my email addresses. I have perhaps maybe half of hers. <laughs> she has a lot more than I do. <laughs> but but I can honestly say in those in those you know especially those five to seven days I did not feel that I was getting inundated by Morgan St James on Facebook and Twitter and my emails and everything like that because I think you're absolutely right that those impression times and especially with Facebook, they're not hammering it out to the same people over and over again. So even though you were doing all that online promotion, as somebody who is probably on multiple lists of yours, Morgan, I did not feel like I was being inundated. Oh Well, that's so. good to know. That's good to know. And, yeah. and, you know, that's one of the reasons that I – kept alternating what went into the posts and mm. alternating the graphic that went along with it and almost forgot to say this um, when you put graphics in your posts it attracts a lot more people oh, to read yeah. it and you know mm. if you put in the Amazon um, URL you're automatically going to get your book cover up there but then instead of having it be boring and ha oh oh I forgot one thing that I did that I think also helped boost the posts I started doing instead of just the graphic or just the book cover I started adding emojis to it you know the little mm. happy faces with different things and I've got a whole um group of different emotional things in the emojis because I use them sometimes in the PowerPoint uh, presentations that I do when I'm doing a workshop. And so I dug into all those emojis, and, you know, because they're bright and got the big eyes and stuff like that, they tend, I found they tend to attract people to look at the post. Oh. Uh, we, have a, we have a caller on the line. Uh, let me bring the caller in and see, uh, see what the question or comment is. Okay, great. 
Caller from area code 818, you're on the line. Go ahead. Hi, it's Carolyn Howard Johnson, and I am an invited guest, I think. Yes. Hi, Carolyn. Yes, so happy to have you with Welcome. us, Miss Frugal Book Promoter. <laughs> well, you know how I am about that. So here, so uh, you know, somebody says we're going to talk book promotion, and I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we're the two silver foxies. <laughs> oh, we are, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> have, so, what's your you experience then, to... Carolyn? Pardon me. I say, what has your experience been with things like this? Well, um, actually, I've had such a wonderful experience lately with something that I've always espoused, which is giving stuff away free. Um, and we were talking about frequency on on the social networks. And when I first started Twitter, I was um, let me back up a little bit. But don't let me don't don't let me forget to come back to where I am. Okay, <laughs> okay. here we'll put you on um, a rubber band. <laughs> I was I was. I was approached by BookBaby.com, which is a great online publisher similar to CreateSpace, and I'm sure a lot of your your folks are are familiar with them. To get to to buy my book to give away to their their authors and to attract customers, more customers to their site to learn about them. That's the Frugal Book Promoter, and they called it a classic. It's been published since 2003. They were great marketers. And I've always believed in free, but I was a little bit hesitant because, frankly, out of all of my books on the How to Do It Frugally series, that one is the one that's my bread and butter. And I knew that, I knew that they, because they told me approximately how many I thought that they would be giving away, I thought that's a huge, huge number, and I am going I might lose business for my for my book during that time, which was only good because then I was able to negotiate a little bit higher price for it because i didn't want to I didn't want to run in the hole, but I wanted that exposure, and I eventually decided to do it and um so I'd always told people to give away free, but here I was having doubts. <laughs> and it started in July and went through was supposed to start in July and go through to the end of September. Well, it did so well. They gave away so many books that they extended it through the month of October. And the way the contract was written was similar to the way you would do if you were getting royalties from a publisher. Up to a certain number of books that they gave away and basically it was pretty much done on trust. I couldn't track those those numbers. Now, they I'm would give me a set amount, and then second, after that, Carolyn. I would be given a small stipend or royalty for each book beyond that. So I thought, okay. well, as long as I'm were doing that, print, I will go were, on. Can you still hear me? Were these print books or can? Yeah, can these you hear me? E-books. Were these print or Kindle? They were. These were e-books, and they okay. were actually distributed. Okay, so you don't have the production cost in there. Right. Right. So. Um, so. So anyway, um, I can't remember exactly where I was going with that, but um, I just... Oh, that they gave you a stipend. I I wasn't tracking it, but I got additional then for anything beyond the number we originally contracted for. So I thought, well, as long as I'm doing this, then I might as well do my marketing spiel on it, too. They They were marketing it like crazy, but then I went on Twitter and started really pushing my my Twitter account, which is something I hadn't done for a really long time. I'd kind of given up on Twitter. It was just, yeah, so uh, kind of <laughs> kind of okay. You know, I didn't I didn't discard it. Um but over the years I've collected about twenty two thousand followers and I haven't bought any of the names. They're they're all basically my folks. And that's wonderful. So, yeah, so I started doing that and I'm sure the fact that they were all my folks and not just people who, you know, you just try to collect like you're collecting names. Um, and I was after people who were authors, not not general readers. So that was easier for me than for some books. But anyway, 22,000 was a lot. And then I started mining some other contacts like you were talking about, but basically a social network. And it was just phenomenal. I mean, people retweeted like crazy. I put people I knew like you, Morgan, 
at Morgan St. James or what you know whatever your moniker Twitter is into each one of the tweets that I did, and then those people because they knew me well would retweet and like and retweet and like and then now with Twitter you can answer these when they retweet you can answer back and add something to the conversation yes so yes. it's a little bit more like the comments under Facebook so I would never let one of those go by without adding to <laughs> it you know this you could also get this you'll also find this in the book you'll find that in the book that kind of thing it was absolutely unbelievable so what happened was we did so well that Book Baby came back to me and said, we want to extend it another month. And they did. Huh. So it ended October 31st. So that's, all, that's like another of version of doing this free Kindle giveaway, but with a book that's valuable to the market that you're trying to hit for a cash sale market. And right. then... If they've given away all of these books, which drew people to their site, it's kind of a win-win. You know, when I was in the marketing business, we used to call that a bounce back. Where, yes, exactly. Yeah, where one would promote the other, and then the other would promote mm-hmm. the other one. Mm-hmm. And, and the other um, advantage those, I got from them was that their marketing department is fantastic, so they came up with all of these mottos and, and, and little pithy pitches that I'm pretty good at it, but... They came up with stuff I'd never thought about. That's great. Well, so, that's, that's basically something that's good for a how-to I, book, You know, I right? couldn't have that, paid for for a bunch of expert marketers like that. Marketers like that, I, I couldn't have afforded it. Out of you know, right. out of book profits. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and it's not something I would have done anyway because, frankly, I think I'm such a good marketer that I probably didn't know I needed it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> which is something that we all do. We all do once once we get into something and, you know, I've learned a lot. We tend to maybe overestimate our own skills or our own brilliance. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's always good to have fresh eyes on something. Yeah. But it, but anyway, we, we talked about maybe my coming and kind of doing a case study for you later on, and I don't know whether you decided to do that. If you didn't, that's fine. But we can go into a lot of detail about that instead of my taking over this show for you. Um, <laughs> And, and come well, you back know, and I, th- tell, I think that would be how well really that worked in a lot of other ways too. Yeah, I think that would be result. an interesting show because you know we hear a lot of these things. I while I didn't do a full case study on what was going on with mine, you know, I think once you know what's going on behind the scenes, it gives a person who's contemplating doing something like this a better insight as to how it works and what the results are and where you have to readjust. And exactly. Because you know, a lot of times, you know that old saying, the best laid plans of mice and men, and uh-huh. you anticipate something fabulous is going to happen and it doesn't, and do you change gears, and when do you decide that, and, you know, or well, the and reverse. Well, I think you put your finger on it just then, Morgan, when you said you think something is going to happen. And I have this saying if you're going to do a promotion, you have to promote the promotion. Yes. Right. So just no matter how brilliant the promotion is, if you don't promote the promotion, there's no point in doing it. I mean, that's you're going to be disappointed for sure, right? So yeah, I think that's the other double, takeaway. This was a double-edged sword. They were promoting it, and I was promoting it. And they're a real powerhouse, so they were a great partner. And right. that indicates the kind of partner they would be for an author, too. I'm sure I haven't actually published with them, but I'm sure when it comes to with, to their marketing team that they would apply some of what they applied for me to the, you know, for their authors. So you know, it sounds um, like they're very hands-on. Yeah, yeah, it felt that way to me. And certainly easy to work with and trustworthy. I mean... I, the the promotion was just over. We're only a little ways into to November, so I haven't received my second check yet. But my first check after they after we after I signed the contract was was out to me in like three days. Oh, well, that's I mean excellent. they were they were amazing. You didn't have to chase them for it. I didn't have to chase them for it. And, you know, and they didn't I'm pay you in Copex. <laughs> I, I'm still I, I could still be chasing people from 2001 when I published my first novel, <laughs> bookstores. <laughs> You know, oh, well, I've, so, I've got stories like you know, that, too, where I never yeah, got the royalties. I finally just gave up on that. I decided there was a break-even point where it wasn't worth <laughs> it anymore. Yeah. 
You know, this brings up another thing, too, that relates back to the Kindle promotions, relates back to what your book baby thing was, is one of the other things that we hope to get when we do these promotions is we hope to get more reviews. And some of the sites literally say, you know, if you give your books away on our site, um, one of the things that we ask the people who get the books to do is post a review. Well, as I said, times are changing. Uh, yep. Several years ago, I did a thing on library thing. And, you know, that's a good website, I thought, and uh, and it is a good website. But when I did the promotion years ago with them where you can give away X amount of books and then the people literally compete for the books because – you might say I'm giving away 25 books and you get 400 requests, and then they have an <laughs> algorithm that determines who gets the books. Well, my feeling was that these people had agreed that if they download the book, they will give you a review. And so I did a, a, re, a, did a promotion for Bumping Off Fat Vinny, and I did one for one other book. I don't remember what it was. And let me tell you, the results were extremely disappointing. The um, people took the there book and didn't do the reviews. Free, I'm sorry, didn't get the reviews. There were several yeah. free books downloaded, like up to fifty books. And on one of the books, we did not get one review. And you know that's kind of a betrayal of the people who have agreed to give the yeah, reviews. Yeah, that's that's an ethical thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And but then you think, well, would I want to do another giveaway on that? I'm not sure I would. Yeah. If on both books especially, I have the same especially result. Especially not for especially not for a paper book that you're sending to them. Well, no, if this it's an wasn't e-book, paper, at least, but at least it's not a huge amount out of pocket. But right. You should, I did. You know, you print and ship twenty five, twenty five books. You've got an oh. investment. Yeah, I did one of those on Goodreads uh, about a year and a half ago where I, it wasn't a lot of books. It was five books that I gave away, but you know, print books. But the same thing. The people did not give the reviews. Wow. So I think that, again, on Kindle, Nook, maybe some of the other platforms, you might have more of a chance of getting that other residual of the review, which is one of the reasons you're giving the book away. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm thinking as you're talking, um, one of the things that we that we might do for for if we if we talk in December or January or wherever you guys decide, is I have a list of sites that promote your book when you're giving it away free on Kindle. Yeah, I have that also. Do and you? in fact, that's oh yeah. We, and you know what could, I and I heard you combi- talking about combining lists a while ago. We could combine that list, and we could give that away as a bonus for anybody oh, who called in. That's a good idea. Something that's a like good that. Idea. You guys because what I've been doing now is also keeping track on my own list with the URLs all active. I when I list on one of those sites, I now make an entry as to what days I listed it for, if I paid any money for the listing. Um, And then when I'm all done putting all those things together, I save it as a separate list for that particular book, for that particular promotion. So I can gauge what I've done, who I've listed it with, if I paid any money for it, and did I get the return. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, from a personal standpoint, you're – your tricks of the trade book is a, is written specifically for an author audience. Yes. Do you have better luck with that than with some of your other books, which have, um, you know, a celebrity slant to them, or an, or a nonfiction slant to them? Um, I think um, it's a totally or, different or a fiction, market. Or your, or your mysteries. Yeah, it's a different sort of market. Yeah, the, it is. Um, so that's why I'm wondering what the difference in the results are. Mm, I think I actually, my my writer's tricks of the trade book to date has been more of a back-of-the-room book, in other words, at talks mm-hmm. and conferences and so forth. I also find that I proportionately the Kindle sales to the paperback are the reverse of what the fiction or the um, memoirs are. Oh, because they, more people I think maybe good. like me, you know, people like to be able to just flip a page and find what they're looking for. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 In fact, you, well, you've I got my juices going. Well, I'm wondering if Book Baby would be interested in writers' tricks of the trade for something similar to your promotion. You should. You should query them. I mean, they came to me, but they knew of it through another promotion I was doing with winning writers for their uh-huh. North Street Book Prize. So they don't. They don't. They can't. You know what my mother used to say? She used to say, "You don't know if you don't try." So did mine. And, and my mom well, used to add one you thing know, to that. She'd say, you, "Honey, the, you can't lose something you didn't have." The only caution I can give people have. on that is that they they better learn how to write a great query letter if they're going to if they're going to start pitching the big guys. Yeah. Well, they should learn to write. write a, it's not that hard <laughs> to learn. I mean, we are all writers, right? Right. And if they're right. going to do so, that, they should read my the frugal editor because it's a multi prize <laughs> winner and it's just loaded with good stuff, including really specifics on writing query letter writing and editing query letters. And all the yeah, surprises that you can fall into an with writing query letters that they don't, that, that they think because there's no typos, and they've not made any grammatical errors or any monster boo-boos, that they're not, you know, that they've got a good query letter. But agents and publishers are just tired of the cliches that writers just send to them ad infinitum, you know, over and over and over again. I mean, these these poor people are reading fifteen, twenty, maybe fifty a day. <laughs> you can imagine how the pet peeves stack up on them. So it lists all their pet peeves. I, I interviewed a hundred, more, more than a hundred agents to get the the pet peeves that they most hated. Boy, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, yeah. And so they, um, I'm wondering, they were great. Denny they were and really Eric, helpful. Denny and Eric, have have you had um, experiences with some of the things that Carolyn has been talking about? Um. Well, not with book babies so much. I, w- I was looking into that. I mean, I, I'm curious. Uh, some of the other people and writers of Southern Nevada have, and the Las Vegas Writers Group here have, have talked about that. And what I was trying to say earlier was, I think the big takeaway from what you were talking about was even if you pay a service like that, um, like book babies, author marketing. Um, programs, I think they have three or four different ones uh, now, that you still have to participate in that. that. Sitting back and waiting for the results to magically roll in is not going to happen even when you pay someone else to do it. It's like you yeah. said, Carolyn, you have to promote the promotion. So even if you're paying someone else to do sort of an organized, professional target promotion, You've still got to chain yourself to the computer like Morgan did for a couple days during that time to just follow up and tie up those loose ends and make sure everything's getting out there in new and exciting ways. I think that's right. And I don't don't know if you've read my my frugal book promoter, but I actually advise authors that unless they really really, um, need to use someone else because they just don't have any time, or because they can truly afford it and don't care, you know, it, it's a hobby, and they don't care if they earn it back with book sales. That they should really learn to do most of this themselves, like Morgan does, and chain yourself to a computer, because a lot of these publishers—I'm not saying certainly not—I don't, I don't know about Book Baby, and, uh, but I do know that uh, I publish with CreateSpace, and I think some of their services are overpriced. Yeah. And they're not. Yes. No matter no matter how good they are, they're not going to do the same job you would do for yourself. No. Yeah, because they you're one they, of they're many. They're not going to do it with the same passion, and that you know, they, they just they just aren't. So unless you're going to still put a, a lot of effort into it, right. you're uh, you're again just throwing your money down the drain. So I tell my clients, don't do it unless you're just you, and, and unless you really really can delve in with them. A and B. Don't do it if you can do it yourself. Yeah, and you know, on the do-it-yourself situation, too, um, like the graphics that I use for the books, they're very professional-looking. Like, you know, one is a a woman sitting back reading the book, and you can actually, uh, I have whichever book I want to promote is in that woman's hands. And the thing is, if you have... Some Photoshop skills. I mean, you don't have to be a maven. I know enough Photoshop to be dangerous. 
Oh, good. <laughs> I, I get myself you in big trouble. a couple times for me a year. <laughs> but there no, you're is a website. Now, <laughs> yeah, I want to share a website. There is a website called Adazing, A-D-A-Z-I-N-G, dot com. And if you know some Photoshop, you should be able to work with their templates. And it is an amazing website. They have lots and lots of promotional materials that you can personalize for yourself. And, of course, the more adept you are at Photoshop, the more you can customize them. But it makes it easy because they, they send them to you with the layers already determined. So, I mean, you do need to know how to work with layers. But if you do, you can turn out some really good-looking stuff. Fantastic. Once when I was very first starting to write, one of the people I met on Yahoo groups, one of my Yahoo groups, um, sent me as a gift a little a little bookworm sitting kind of lazily with his or her feet up. He was a worm after all. He only had one leg. Uh, <laughs> and and with, 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 my, with my book in, in his or her hands. And it was just so cute. But that book is now in its second edition and has a different different cover and i'm so disappointed that i can't use it anymore so i gather it does things like that because when i said to her i just love your your bookworm that you use on your book she says oh i'll do one one for you and she must have had it to me in 10 minutes so yeah, it must have, yeah you she can must do have been it using well, something like that yeah i can't do it quite that quickly but um i've i've taught myself how to work with their templates and you know if they have great sales sheets templates, um, marketing templates, all kinds of stuff. And it's free. And it's free. Yeah, their well, templates paid, are free. I just paid forty nine ninety five for an online program kicking my butt here for um that that will do three dimensional book covers for you in all different configurations. Oh but they they have a free that. template for that. Yeah, well <laughs> sorry about that lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Denny, we haven't heard from you for a little bit. We're almost out of time, too. Yeah, we are. I'm just uh, enjoying the conversation here and taking it in. <laughs> you're being a listener uh, tonight. <laughs> you, mean, you mean you're enjoying me, enjoying watching me slit my throat here for a <laughs> Well, you know what, Eric? I'm thinking maybe we should even be talking to Carolyn about maybe coming into Las Vegas and doing um, a special program sponsored by um, Writers of Southern Nevada. Oh, yeah, um, Duke. Do you guys yeah, know that could... I used to have a store over in Las Vegas? I used to have a store no, in the really? Fashion Where Show Mall. Where was it? Where and the was Fashion it? Show Mall. Oh. It was called Carlin's, oh. which is Carolyn a... and my husband's name, Lance, stuck together. It was a bookstore? No, it was a top. It was a, a fine gift store with things in it oh. like Yadro porcelain and Hummel figurines. Oh, okay. Back in the collectible days, yeah. Oh, cool. We were in there for about 15 years. Oh, I oh, didn't wow. know that. Yeah. Well, if you haven't been to Fashion Show Mall lately, you wouldn't even recognize it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't you know, it's Las like Vegas. everything else in Las Vegas that started out as a little, you know, two-story thing, and now it's a behemoth. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even recognize down. the El Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> well, still, they didn't tear it down. They just kept on building on top of it, which was a little different. Because normally yeah, they, they took, a, tear it down they took away the 25-cent crap tables, which ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, I think we see. could probably talk about putting some sort of marketing panel together or something. No, that sounds exciting. It sounds like real fun. It's been a long time yeah. since we've well, been to Las Vegas and just, yeah, be able to talk books and see Vegas again. Yeah. Yeah, well, you Which know, we Gunning and I first met in Las Vegas at one of the Las Vegas um, Writers Conferences. She was Which a presenter, was and out, I was, was a novice. The one in the Senior Center or the one out in Henderson? Uh, this was, I, it was at a hotel. Um, oh, it might have been a yeah, Sam's I that, Town. I think that, yeah, yeah that was, I think that was the Henderson That was one. probably the Henderson Writers Group. Oh, did I say Las Vegas? I meant to say Henderson. Oh, you meant to say Henderson. Well, the Las Vegas Writers (laughs) Conference presented by Henderson Writers Group. Right. 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 We've got about 30 seconds here, folks. 
Yeah, we're, we're we're right on the end, Carolyn. Thank you very much for calling in, and I'm sure oh, we're going to do something you, thank again you for in the future. Me. It was really fun. I love you guys. I love you boys too. That, that even though Morgan and I get carried away, take care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, okay. Carolyn. Uh, thank you, Carolyn. And okay, uh, good night. We're we're going to uh, take Thanksgiving Eve off, so our next show will be on December second. And in the meantime. Uh, have a safe and happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you again in December. And where can people find you, Denny? Yes, uh, I'm at uh, Biz. that's B-I-Z. And Eric, how about you? Um, you can find out more about me at VeniceDude.com. That's like Venice Beach. So it's just Venice Dude, like the big Lebowski, dot com. <laughs> yeah, and I hang out at um, MorganStJames-Author.com. Okay. Okay, well. everybody, have a very uh, enjoyable, safe, and happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk again Thank December you. 2nd. Yes, you good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night, Bye-bye. everybody. Bye-bye.